a disrespectful piece of mind podcast. What's up? This is Anthony. Yo, and I'm Jen. This is a disrespectful piece of mind podcast, and we back this week. Yes. So, how you feeling? I'm good. Happy belated Valentine's Day. Same to you. Jump straight into it. What you think about Super Bowl? Super Bowl was epic. I loved it. Did your team win? Did my no, no, my team didn't win. Last time we was on, you was talking crazy. I was, but you know what? I didn't look at it. Um, I should have never went against the home team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never do that because it, it was all great. Like it was just a great story. So I should have never went against the home team. You know, so we got that out the way. Mm-hmm. Performances. Performance was amazing. What was your favorite? Um, my favorite. I would have to say 50 because I really didn't know he was going to be there. I don't know why. But 50, it just kind of took you back into a, a, certain time. a certain time where you're like, oh, yeah. Like, it was just, you know, the music, the mm-hmm. feeling that it gives you. So. Just to kind of see all of them together on the show and you know just rocking it and then Mary like doing her thing so it's like right it was good it's good I enjoyed it okay. yeah I enjoyed it um, you did I told you that LA was gonna win <laughs> you gotta rub that in honey. as much as possible because <laughs> she was doing a lot of talking last time of course that's it so we're not just gonna gloss over that <laughs> Take a special moment and just rub it in your face. Yes. Congratulations, right. LA. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. LA, LA. A lot of people was there too. Who'd la, you la, see? La, la. What? Who'd you see at the end? They were showing a lot of superstars. Everybody was there. Yeah, Matt Damon was there. I saw Matt Damon and I saw um, James, uh, LeBron James and his wife. Uh-huh. I saw. Uh, Jay-Z and his daughter was there. That's a given. Mary Mary performed. That was really dope. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was good. Um, there was a lot of people there. Um, I didn't even get to see all the people. but right. I, So I saw a clip, and I didn't appreciate it because I felt like they was trying to put them on blast. But it's like it was something that hmm. everybody already knew. It was Snoop. So right before he went on stage, Okay, I don't know who released this footage or whatever, but he's like on the step, like kneeling down, and he's smoking one. Like it's new. That's what he does. So, but the way that they made it look, it was like it was something bad. Like everybody knows who Snoop is. You know, I mean, that's what he does. You shocked by that? You've been living on a rock. Yeah, for how long? Like thirty years. Yeah, yeah. And congratulations to him. Now only death row. I think that is the like cherry on the top. I really do. I feel like it. that's something long due, overdue. You know, I think that um, I think he could do good things with it. Like what? Um, I think he'll be because he has such a broad reach. Mm-hmm. Um, the artists that he's worked with, just all the different music that he does, and the different things that he does, not just necessarily music. I think he could take Death Row into, into a place where it should have been. Like, kind of take the scary out of it and make it the business that it could be. Like, the brand that it could be. It's called Death Row. I mean, I understand that. But 
I still, I mean, me personally. You said the brand that it could be. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, because I feel like Death Row has such a, I mean, it is called Death Row, like that part. But I'm just saying as far as like all of the the nonsense that overshadowed the actual talent. Yeah. That could, you know what I mean? Like he could put new people on there. You know what I mean? And like rock it out and bring it back, revive it, but then take it to movies or take it to, you know, different. Snoop does everything. He's on Martha Stewart, for goodness sake. You know what I mean? It's just like he has a a big reach. Talking about like taking the catalog, a new catalog or the catalog that's already existing? Um, the catalog. Well, I mean, the catalog that's already existing is selling itself. I think it'll be able to use and be in the proper places that it should be, and it should it, it'll be in places that would actually really respect the catalog. But the thing about it is, I was reading somewhere that he didn't get the catalog. Is that right? He just ended up getting the name, but I don't know how that would work. I ain't a lawyer, so I don't know. But I'm just saying, if that's the case, that really sucks. But I think that he could he could bring it to 2022. That's how I really think. All right. So. Well, don't let it be dead air. I don't know, man. I mean, look. If he did get the catalog, the people that did music need to publish. Absolutely. It's the first thing you want to make sure that you administrate people's publishing. I would say. So if that is the case, which I don't know the specifics of the, the deal or none of that, people that already did music that haven't been getting paid need to get paid. That's yeah. the conversation people don't want to have, but it's a reality. Mm-hmm. That's how they live, and they don't they don't tour like him, or they don't have those business endeavors going like he does. So they need their money. I'm not saying it's his fault, right? But it's just something that he could look into. I think this is like the wave of how um, Diddy went on like that bad boy reunion. I think like this is a way for him to bring those artists back and. Bring them into the forefront, or even even if you can't get the publishing and stuff off of your old music, let them put their new stuff out. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, get them back in the forefront because a lot of the music that we listen to is influenced by Death Row. I think they said today that Dad's a corrupt dropping some stuff. That's good. Yeah, that is. That's great. You know, so I think I think it'll be a good thing. Um, I don't think it's gonna be like a right in your face, you know, summer, you know, like overtake it with death row. They gonna be like that. I think it's gonna be something that's gonna slowly grow and it's gonna be something big. I mean, and I wouldn't, me personally, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have it no other way with an original person. Congratulations on that. Yeah, that's so, a big deal. We saw Versus. We did see Anthony Versus. Anthony Hamilton Versus Music Soul Child. Yes. Yes. That was. You like that? I really like it. That gave such life. Okay. That like breathed so much life. With everything that's going on, COVID or inflation, people losing their jobs, like all this kind of different stuff is going on. And you just sometimes want to go back. Don't necessarily mean that you want to revert and stay there. But you just want to remember the good times, like the original, you know, 
fun time. I was dancing all night. Oh, yeah. At first, I was like, huh? It was, because I was like, you know, they got two different personalities. You wasn't getting the music right. I don't know if it was the DJ, it was the sound guy, what? Okay. It was a little rocky at first, though. Yes. And do we, can we please, can we please just take a moment and let's get these sound men together? Because every versus one of the artists always sound worse than the other. Mm. Like, no matter who it is. And then, like, they balance it out and, you know, it goes back and forth. But it got better. It did get better. Mm-hmm. They, their personality started to come out a little bit more because both of those two people are very recluse, in my opinion. Especially music. Like, if you talk to him, you get him to talk, and he opens up, that kind of thing. But I mean, talented. He's very talented. He showed his talent. Mm-hmm. He showed it. Anthony Hamilton had to really fight. <laughs> he had to fight. He had to. Why have you say his, that? Because he had to have his backup. He had to have a couple other features. Mm-hmm. Who did music bring out? His guitarist and the pianos. And he had a singer up there too. Um, oh yeah, he did bring the thing. He brought because Anthony Hamm was trying to act like Music Soul Child ain't got no new music on the radio. He got a hit. Where the dude use this song? Like, come on. They both good. They are good. Who won? The the music won last night. Yes. Okay. Who won between Music Soul Child and Anthony Hamm? Performance wise. Yes. I like Anthony Hamilton music. Okay. It's dope. Yes, it is. You can't deny it. But I'm probably more partial to Music Soul Child. And that is why. Because I like his music. Okay. What you want to hear? Nah, I'm just asking. <laughs> you funny. Nah, I'm just asking <laughs> because it, like you said, they're both great artists. Right. So, and they're both very talented people. Mm-hmm. Me personally though, it's like I pick music over and over Anthony Hamilton because he sounds just like his record. Mm-hmm. Like you could just give him the instrumental, mm-hmm. and if he just sung it, minus all when he gets into his creativity mode. But look, like subtract that a little bit. Right. Like he sounds just as if you put it in the record. Anthony yeah. Hamilton has soul, right? He does. But music soul child is like the soul of music I to me. Say. And it's like he can he can go here, he can go there, he can go over there, yes. and everything just sounds like it's being created on the spot. Yes, because he is the instrument. That's what I'm trying. He he is that instrument, mm-hmm. and it sounds like flawless. Right. And you can tell when those inner ears are so important because you can tell when he didn't have it in versus when he did because you can actually see like oh he didn't hear that or he didn't you know right. but it was listen they bumped him and went over that mm-hmm. you know what I mean but they they made it happen they had Jermaine Dupree on the uh, DJ yeah table. see they keep okay whoever is out there in the music world and the music land mm-hmm. y'all need to get this versus with Jermaine Dupree and question mark fill that in because it's like you gotta fill that in because you know sitting there first of all I didn't know he did Hamilton album 
I didn't know that. I thought that y'all be sleeping on Jermaine Dupri. Yes, man. You know I am. Story. I have to be honest with you. I, I did. I didn't know he did that album. He's been doing this for so long. But you know why I didn't know he did that album? He's like Tyler Perry music. What does that mean? Like Tyler Perry movies, you can pick out, you know, exactly what Tyler Perry movies are. And I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying he has a signature movie look. Jermaine has a signature sound that you can normally hear in his music. With Anthony Hamilton, you you don't hear that signature sound. Y'all not paying attention. I, I mean, maybe I'm not, but I just didn't. I didn't hear it. That's why I didn't know. I didn't know at all. But yes, so we need to fill in the question mark. Everybody that's listening, comment down below and tell me, who do you think Jermaine Dupri could go against? Give him Diddy? Dre? Who? It's up to y'all. Y'all got to say something. Y'all got to let me know who y'all think he can go against. And it'll actually be worth it to actually listen to, to so that you can actually see the versatility in both producers so like we kind of went around it a little bit with the performances like we didn't talk about Dre being up there that was you okay yeah so Dre with the with the uh, Super Bowl and I think he you know, he spent seven million dollars on that whole show out of his pocket did you know that no. I was reading a, uh, another article and um, I forgot what the source is, so excuse me, y'all. I'm not quoting my source. But he spent $7 million out of his own pocket to create that halftime show. And you don't get paid for that. Like, the Super Bowl, does, like, the NFL does not pay you to come okay, and perform. So, I think that's crazy. But the opportunities that's going to come from it. Yes. Will be way more than what they would pay you. But he's another person that's like withdrawn so much that when he comes out, mm-hmm. he could come out and just like take over. Just because he he's not oversaturated in the in the social media and all that good stuff. So when he did still Dre, everybody was going crazy. Of course. And then Jay Z was back there when Jay Z wrote that. Yeah, I didn't know that. You let me know that too. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm one of the people that just listen to the music. I don't read who who did this, who did that. I just listen to it, so I didn't know that. But I think that's super dope, though. I think it was dope that he was playing a song there, Mm -hmm. and that he was a part of a lot of the things that's going on with the league, Mm -hmm. and that he was a writer on that song. I think that's dope. Yeah. For writers out there who write. Yeah, what about uh, having Anderson there? I thought that was dope. Uh-huh. I think they should let him perform too, though. He was performing. He was playing the drums. Yeah, I understand. What you're That's performing. Yeah, but I'm saying like a song or something. He performed a song. You mean sing? Yeah. Like. That's not what that was. was. And it wasn't, but it was dope. I think Kendrick was dope. Oh, I like I like the whole uh, map of the L.A. on the ground. It was really neat. See, I really thought that was interesting. Yeah, and but switching subjects real quick. Let's go back to verses. Mm-hmm. I gotta call these folks out. About what? Trilla, Swiss Beat, What's up? and Timberland. Something that was so pure that you guys started is becoming tainted. 
is tainted? Yes. Tainted. Tainted. Because. You hear you? I'm telling you. No, okay. I'm telling you though. <laughs> it's becoming tainted because it was a place to just come and listen and vibe and like support. You ain't vibe last year when they played it? Yeah, but like you want to charge people. Um, That's what I'm saying. They charging them? They charging people. Trailer is charging people to listen to verses now. I would listen to D-Nice all night long mm-hmm. if I got to get a vibe instead of watching verses. Because <laughs> some of the verses, I'm not going to lie, was not $5 worthy. They charged $5? Yes. They charged $5 to listen. And then, this is what I'm saying. So if I pay $5, is that audio going to sound better? Are we still going to have all these technical difficulties freezing? Technical and difficulties happen. I understand that. You can't have that. You got to flow with it. You do. can't get stuck on it. Yeah, you got to find a way to get your thing going. I don't want to pay $5 and go black in the middle of the, of the stuff. What do you mean like black? Mean? Like mean? the stream freezes. Uh, so then you can't watch it. But I done paid my 5 Like, come on. Might be your Wi-Fi. No, because everybody was saying it. Nah, it was everybody. Everybody in the comments. Oh, that's why they was like, "You want me to pay for this?" They always gonna say something, no matter what you do. I know, but I just I don't know. You just not willing to pay? You not ready for that going forward? I ain't gonna say that because if JD gets somebody good, I'm gonna watch it. It's not gonna be like that. He's gonna do sound checks after sound check after sound check. But I appreciate that. I appreciate that from a, a, a Sonic. What was up with the DJs on the other side? Like I, they didn't like really stand out. Enough. I don't know, but we got to talk about the red cherry in the room. We got to talk about Jack Thriller. Jack, I love Jack Thriller. He is hilarious. Shots. He he killed. Him. He did what Jack does. And I enjoyed it all. The red cherry? What does that mean? I don't know. Anthony Hamilton kept calling that all night. Sexy red or yeah, something that's like not that. red cherry, though. I'm just saying. Oh, he had on his... Everybody had on the Eddie Murphy. Yes. Uh-huh. Hot. Yes. Hey. Smoldering. It's L.A. It's not cold. No, it's not cold at all. The crowd loved him, though. They did. He was funny. It's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was... <laughs> he said some stuff to Anthony Hamilton. And Music Soul Child was like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. That's like, that's the brother. Yes, Lila did come out. Her and Anthony got something going on. That's your words. I'm just saying, you saw the vibe, you saw the the chemistry, it was there. I ain't see it. Either he was saucy or that's his baby. I don't know. I'm just saying. They did have some liquor there. Yes, they did. And the leather was close. Drink, the leather was close. The leather brother. was close. They was close. The equalizer jacket? Yes. Oh, yes. Gee, she had the mustards on, maybe? She had, no, he had the mustards yeah. on. She had the equalizer Queen Latifah style on. Yeah, Lee Latifah on. Yo, I love Latifah, though. I ain't hating. I'm just saying. That's what she was. So. Ain't doing that. Yeah, so. Now we gotta get to it. What's this? So we gotta get to um, the biggest elephant in the room. What's that? So, Power. Power Book. Two Ghost, right? So, we're at the big moment. What's the moment? Is Monet gonna go with Mecca? 
she gonna run off into the sunset. She gonna leave the rings out. We seen that. What's up? She did. So what happened? She ended up doing exactly what. Disclaimer. What Monet is going to do? What's Monet gonna do? She is going to take. She likes that street life. Go watch it if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, because I'm about to say everything. She gonna spoil it. All of it. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's get to it. All right. So, Monet. Monet, who is played by Mary J. Blige, he's again doing an amazing job. Mm. Finds out that Mecca is Dante. So, Dante's the guy that she's been dealing with on the side from her previous, I guess, life from when she was younger. Um, and. Monet is married to somebody else, Lorenzo. Um, but it's in a sticky situation now. You know, found out that she had the baby, which is Zeke. Right, we covered that. Yeah, and um, everything's just really high emotions. So you have multiple layers of this story. You got the one story with the. And I don't even think this is the case, but the way they're making it seem is the wife cheated on the husband. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. I think this was something just before him that she wasn't forthright with. You know what I mean? Like she didn't say that's what it was. Like she had this baby. But nonetheless, he found out, told her to get out. Uh, Tyreek is always on his bull. You know how that go. But anyway, Monet ends up killing the new the boyfriend, which is Dante. Mm-hmm. Okay, flatten him. Tyreek's crazy ass. Instead of going <laughs> to the back door, like everybody else that's doing something dirty would mm-hmm. do, he comes through the main door of the building where this guy Mecca lives, right? After they call him, yo, Tyreek, I need you to come here. He don't go down the garage. He don't go up the elevator chute. He don't do none of that. He walks right through the front door so that every security camera can see him. So then when you find this person dead, and you were the person going to see this person last, you putting yourself out there. Like, you just putting the spotlight right on. You know what I mean? Um, Zeke gets killed. Yeah, let's get to that, man. Yeah, that boy. Yeah, he, mm. So he gets killed. You don't like how he dies. Still coming at him. So, okay, Monet's husband, Lorenzo, feels some kind of way. Like, this man done, you know, got my wife pregnant. Blah, 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 blah. Doesn't check to make sure that this is the person that he's trying to kill. Just angry. Just angry. So all he sees is the guy's car. The guy car pull up. A guy gets out, and then he just pops up and starts shooting at an airport. Right, and the only reason that Zeke was there is because his father, which is Mecca, Mecca, mm-hmm. aka Dante, gave him the car and said, "Look, if you want to leave with us, we leave it. We got our passports. We up out of here. Yeah. You can go with us. Take this car." So he went, did what he had to do. He went to the police station on some other stuff, right, and uh, found out whatever he found out about the, the professor that he was dating 
And then he goes back to the airport that night to get on the plane. He gets on the plane. Yeah. That's when Monique's husband pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. Like out of the luggage. Like out of the... He's got a, he got a gun. Wrap thing. And then I don't know what he was doing over there. It looked kind of strange. He just was like, I got you. He and then he's shooting. shooting. And then Zeke's trying to get on the on the plane. And he gets hit. Ah! Yes. Then he goes, oh, he falls down. Then you start talking crazy about it. He can't eat. Like, I said, I don't so know. So, hold up. Doing. Hold up, y'all. So, we're going to do a side step, too. Because this all ties in. So, Zeke has been the most... What can I say? He has been the most sheltered character in this whole ordeal. All this boy want to do is play basketball. He don't care about nothing else. He want to get a little bit, play basketball, go to the NBA. That's all his focus was. Okay. And his aunt just... He's protected. He's a very protected lifestyle. To the point where the boy don't think straight. Like, he can't think on his feet. He ain't got a street in him. Damn. Like, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like he was very sheltered. He was very just, you know. Sheltered, yeah. That's yes, sheltered. So, then, even when it comes to him dying. Here we go. He can't even, like, bah, 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 ah, and fall. Sheesh. He act like he got bit by a mosquito. <laughs> and then, like, lands on his knees. Ooh. And it just like falls out. I think he died. I don't think he's dead because where they did like the little effects and all that kind of stuff, it shot him in his legs. Did they mention on the um, on the news when they were standing there at the house once the father got back, Monet's husband? Yes, that he was dead. But I'm gonna tell you why I feel like they so mentioned long. it on the news that he was dead because just like you said, he had originally went to the cops asking about what happened to the teacher and all this that and the third and we all know Monet hunger to make it look like it was a suicide and he knew that from what the cop was saying so when the cop found out hey this dude just left the police station like an hour ago now he's dead or he's shot we can't put this out there as though he made it because they might come back for him so I think they're going to end up using Zeke because Zeke is fueled and pissed off because you're my mom and you weren't there for me. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use that to take Monet down. Okay. I really think that's what they're going to end up doing. Especially because that cop, that cop really wants to catch Tyreek or that whole little situation because he's starting to be like the old DEA on Howard. And not Sachs, but the lady that ended up taking over that was like really smart that took Angela's place that they end up showing in this last clip. She's on the case now. So go ahead and tell us about what happened with that part. Alright, so there's a character they're pulling from the first show, Power. Mm-hmm. And Angela, I, of course, worked with um, what is it? Yeah, work with Sachs, but what is that agency called? I forgot what they're called. But they're like, um, over all the police investigations, they're over big stuff, like federal stuff. So, she's a federal agent. So, when Angela died, this girl who was once a cop got promoted, and she was was now a federal agent. Well, that story kind of subsided on power, 
but now they're rehashing it now on uh, Powers Book 2 which is Ghost so she's coming back into the play and now she remembers wait a minute Tyreek cause she's the one who ID'd him she's like Tyreek St. Patrick so it's like damn boy you can't keep like stay out of trouble <laughs> it's the world he lives in it's man. like I mean I listen it's like that ain't for you. You need to go do it something else. It never was for him, but you, you need know. to do something else because you just leaving your footprint and DNA over every crime scene that you Jeez. go to. Like that's what it is. She's like, huh, St. Patrick. So, but this is what's gonna happen. This is how they ended that uh, for next season to start. So the police called and told Monet that her son was dead. Is that what happened? That's what happened. And she had a look on her face like she wasn't going to kill her husband. She didn't want her son to do that at all. But now that he killed her son. She don't know it yet, right? Right. But the dad is finding out at the same time that she's finding out. Because he thought he killed Mecca the whole time. But instead, the news reporting is reporting that uh, the nephew is now the one that is you know, mm-hmm. is dead. So he's shot, and he knows his wife, and his face is looking like, oh, she, she finds out, like, it's a wrap. Alright, so, let's jump over to TikTok. Yes. And Zeke, the character on there. That's what ties in. So, again, the sheltered I'm person. Ready. <laughs> so, alright. So the man's name is Daniel Bellamy, and he is actually an R&B music He's a singer, he's an R&B artist who actually does music, and now he has this new track out called I'm Ready, right? Mm -hmm. And the original clip that they showed... She won't let it live. I'm not going to let it live. The original clip that they showed Mm -hmm. said, I was in the club, and Zeke had the nerve and come to play this whack bleep song. That's what the thing said. And so when they started playing it, my man looked like I played all this in front of my friends and they really liked it. Just Why ain't nobody vibing? Like that's what he was. So it was like a stuck look. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, man, they ain't really following this. I'ma get out of here. Yeah, mm. like the weekend at Bernie's dance. That's yes, definitely weekend at Bernie's. Like, oh, he had the shades. I was going to say, all you missing was the shades. He had the shades. He had the shades. What's wrong with you, man? Man, if anybody out there has seen Weekend at Bernie's, you know exactly what we're talking about. He's on TikTok. Yes, he was the guy that got, he died or something like that, and he started playing. He would walk. He was dead, but he started walking. That song's going to be everywhere. Watch. Yes. The song... It's okay. gonna be because it's gonna be everywhere because now it's a Zeke challenge. Yes, but I don't know if it's because I've watched that challenge so much. But now the song is starting to stick. I think to uh, what's his name? Is it Michael Rainey? Yes, he plays Tariq. Yes. I think him and the guy who played Kanan, I think yes. they helped it out. Yes, by you know, would uh, would McClain that's who plays Kanan? Yeah, I think they helped it out, and I think the thing is gonna catch like wildfire. Yeah, it I is. think it was smart even before they did that. It's smart, man. Yeah, she don't see it yet. Uh, I mean, but just I, like she didn't see the Rams winning, yes. we'll be back here again, and we'll be talking about how everybody's doing it. 
Mm. Yes. Okay. I understand that, but that still don't take nothing away that that boy. She is don't stuck. like him, like the lady on it's the show. It's all right. He's all right. Hitting the mic. Yeah, I hit that. My bad. But yeah, it's not like I. Uh, I just didn't like him. I mean, he was a cool character. Bill Bellamy need to go get your son. He looked just Boy. like him. He looked just like him. He's a brother. He's a nephew. He's a cousin. They need to do some swabbing because that's a relative. Think so? Absolutely. Who is, like, how do you look like a certain person? And you have the same last name and the same spelling as a person, but you're not related. Yeah, I guess we are, you know, secret kids, right? So, the other power... Whoa! The <laughs> other one... Wait a minute. So, the one with power... With Tommy, get to that, man. Yes, so, that is Power Book 4. So, the, that series is called Force. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. So, it, it comes on strong. Tommy is... This is Tommy. I feel like they started filming this the same time as they did Ghost. Like the original uh, power book. Or I mean the original power. Mm-hmm. Because his timing was like effortless. Like it was like. It was just timing. Like he goes to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Because that's where his grandmother is. Right. So his mother's mother. Mm-hmm. Is in Chicago. Kate's mother is in Chicago. And he goes and visits her. I think she has like dementia or Alzheimer's or something. And um. She had like a slight lucid moment. She was like, Tommy? And then he was like, hey, Grandma, how you doing? And then she just like went blank. Like she didn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. But while he was there visiting his grandmother, mm-hmm. this guy comes up and he goes, what are you doing visiting her? And he's like, this is my grandmother. What the, you know, true Tommy fashion, like ready to whoop some butt. And uh, he goes, that's my grandmother. And the guy goes, wait a minute, that's my grandmother. But... The brother is a brother. The brother is a brother, yes. <laughs> Which, the way that they write his script does not surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you didn't really watch Power and you just like did an audio of it, you wouldn't think that Tommy was a brother from another mother. You know what I mean? So, but it was actually really good. So... They're building their relationship while, you know, Tommy, he's buck wild, so he has to put his stamp on the city. So he's stuck around Chicago. Yeah, at first he wasn't going to, right. but then they challenged him. And, you know, Tommy is like... I think I'll stick around for a little bit. Right, you know, so I'm going to stay in Chicago, you know. He met a uh, lady friend, right? He always Smashing, you know Tommy Smash. style. Yeah, he was. Tommy style. What was that? <laughs> I mean, like you know, that's what he did. That's what, you know, Lala situation, the Holly situation, like all of this. But you know what? What's up? They brought again, brought back another character. So they brought back the Spanish chick that had. Oh, the chick with the scar. That she was a shooter, and remember how they noticed her by her sneakers. So, Ghost had paid her. That's why Tommy was like, every time Ghost lets somebody go, it always comes back and bites you in the ass. Mm. And so, he ended up running into this chick, which it wasn't on purpose. They just actually ended up meeting up. So, I think this is going to be a thing of he's going to be running into a lot of people that Ghost was supposed to get rid of. 
we forgot a big part about the other one. What? We knew that Tasha going back to uh, Power Book too. Oh yeah. Good. So, well, Tasha, uh, which is Tariq's mother, mm-hmm. um, got put in witness protection. Right. Because she named she told Tommy. Told Tommy. Yes. How about that? Her brother. How can she do that? She uh, told on her brother Tommy, saying that he's the kingpin. So they wanted to. They knew Tommy was gonna try to kill her because he did. <laughs> he did. He tried to take her off this earth, but it didn't work, and they put her with witness protection. Mm-hmm. So Tyreek made a way out of no way to get his sister, who got put in foster care, because there was nobody to take care of her. They tried Tasha's mother. He's a resourceful little guy. He is. You can see his daddy in him, but he's just using it the wrong way. He's using it the wrong way. But, um, you know, the grandmother tried to take care of her, Mm -hmm. but she had an alcohol problem, and then so that she got put in the system. He was trying to get her, but then he couldn't because of his stuff. So, uh, he ended up pulling strings and ended up getting her to go in witness protection with her, with his mom. Mm-hmm. And the heart wrenching, like the knife and the gut and twisting, for me was when they dropped her off. Right. And then he was right there in the car and couldn't even see his mother. And it was like she's right there, like fifty feet, mm-hmm. and you know, you hit his mother's right there. But the whole time, but she knew her son was there. She could feel her son there, and you could tell it. I like the way they showed it. So that was dope. So now the mother and the daughter are at least together, and they got them in witness protection. So, so I guess if you put it all on like the same timeline, mm-hmm. while that's going on, and he's over there doing that, that's happening back there with Monet. Her losing Z. Right. Tommy's over here in Chicago running them up. Yes. And he decided to stay. He gonna wreak havoc a little bit. Yes. Cause his brother owns a club, which I think is very unique because ghosts. You know what I mean? So uh, he was he's helping him rebuild because somebody ended up shot shooting his club up. But something else is there with that. I don't even think that's the guy that Tommy messed over. I think it's just something else is going on with his brother. Mm-hmm. So, um, but um, you know, he's he's kind of he's kind of mingling with the with the people of the city. You know what I mean? He already didn't help somebody out, so now you owe me a favor, like that kind of thing. So I think he's gonna link up with the dude in the barbershop. So there's this guy who just got out of prison for I don't even know how many years. And fifteen. Okay, and his brother. Stayed in the streets while he was, you know, up, you know, while he was gone for a minute. And he ended up, you know, running the street with the younger crew, who hot-headed, don't listen, and all that stuff. But the brother's more kind of reserved. The older brother's a little bit more reserved. And I think that Tommy's going to end up linking up with him. And I think that that's going to piss off the younger brother. And then that's going to create animosity. That's going to go back and forth. But Tommy can handle it. Because they kidnapped him while he was there. Right. And he's he like, who do you know headbutt somebody who's holding a gun to their head while they tied up? Tommy. That's his personality. And it was like, you know. But it, I loved it all. Right. I loved it all. So that was great. So the, what's the next one we want to talk about? Your Married at First Sight? Don't play with me, man. You know that's your show. 
Every time she tried this, man. Married at first sight. So we, So we're back in Boston, right? Yeah, they're back in Boston. So we're honeymoon phase is gone, and we're back in Boston. Day nine. Day nine. Yes. That's crazy. And so finally, Pastor Cal is coming to advise. That's the therapist or whatever. Yes, so he's the yes, okay, he's the relationship therapist. Okay. Um, or advisor, I'm gonna say. So and he tells it like it is. He don't care. Like if somebody's bullcrapping, he calls it out, right? So he sits down with Teeth. Jeez, what's the character's name? The guy's name is Chris. Okay. The, the girl's name is Alyssa. So what happened? It's their first time getting together? Yes. How'd that go? So, ever since then... Sleep. Come on, man. How'd it go? How'd it go? How'd it go? How'd it go? He divorced her. He didn't want to stay with her. He said, forget it. I don't want to deal with it. Let's just move on. I'm not getting ready to sit here and, like, procrastinate with you. I'm not going to just let you sit here and be on TV I'm cutting it off right he now. He really didn't. What's up with that part? Like, nothing because to he knew exactly. She's talking about let's just trust the process. So he was like, he wasn't feeling it. And then uh, she had to change her heart. Nah, she didn't. Of course, she got to do her dramatics and waterworks. And she didn't have a change of heart. No, nah, she didn't have a change of heart. She just went ahead and well, you know, it was crazy. So he just said, I don't want to deal with it, and he left. So then you got... That's kind of quick, though, for the show, right? I mean, not for they the show. They you left? Well, the chick didn't want to talk to him. I mean, I get it. She didn't want to talk to him. She didn't want to even see what was his pet's name. Like, she didn't care. <laughs> the other guy had some pets, though, right? Yeah. She, yeah, Mark and... Grown man. Mark guys. and his wife. Yeah, but his wife had, like, three. So they Seven moved cats, in, but he flipped out because he's going through a stressful situation. He's getting put out, so... While he was on the show, the landlord changed his lease mm-hmm. and basically put him out because he had cats. He's been had cats. So you don't think the landlord knew that? Yeah, the landlord knew that. She knew that it would be on TV, too. You think that was the issue? Uh, yeah. Well, why wait because, till he go on television and do that? Well, he, they said that um, his mother was a friend <clears throat> of the person that owned the house. Is that the one they said was like 70 pounds or something? Yeah. 70 pounds? Yeah. She's sick? Well, of course. I, I mean, I'm assuming. In order to, She's 70 pounds. Well, I think the mother... So, his mother is the lady when he called and he was like, you don't get married. She was like, oh, Mark, why are you doing this? But that's not the person that they were talking about? Or? Yeah, that's who they was talking about. I think she has some kind of addiction problem. Or, or something because a comment that made me think that was... When he had made a comment and he said, I just hope that she's safe. With me knowing that she's safe and she can be taken care of, I'm happy with that. And so, it just didn't add up. Wow. Yeah, so I think she's got some other stuff going on. He beefing with his woman, right? Yeah, because he's under a lot of stress. And she's like really hyper. And she's like really straight shooting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not such a good thing, especially when you're going through something. So it's like you just want sometimes a listening ear. You don't want somebody to be like, we getting ready, go up in there, snatch all them cats out. And then, <laughs> like, you're not looking for all Shots. that. 
But like that's I mean that's how she is. But sometimes you need that, sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. So she was saying that she was seeing two different people. Now what she was saying would have been valid, but only if she wouldn't have been so shut off. First of all, I wouldn't even want to talk to her if I was Pastor Kyle because of the fact she was drinking. Mm. So you're already on like ten emotionally. When you drinking, you know, and then you take a person that has no filter and give them alcohol. No, you yeah, don't want to do that. Work out. That wouldn't go and happen at all. So, damn. Yeah, so that went left, and then you had um, Jasmine and Michael. So Jasmine and Michael, um, it was a, it was a touchy situation because. Uh, Jasmine was saying that Michael... Is the personal trainer guy? Yes. Okay. Jasmine was saying that Michael's basically personality that you see when the cameras is on and people are there is not the same thing that she was getting off camera. It seems to be everybody's argument on there. Right. But do they not watch this show? I'm getting like uh, Nori. No, no. I'm getting like Nori off of uh, <laughs> off of uh, Marriage Bootcamp. I know the show. I got the show. This is what I'm saying. They got cameras in the house. So, yes, on one hand, if she's lying, they're going to know that she's lying. But they should show it. Mm -hmm. And if she's not lying, they should show it. But from what she said, the family has already told her, like, this is the possibility that he can act like this. I thought he said he wanted somebody to challenge him, though. He does and he doesn't. He don't know what he's doing. He, he don't. Bless his heart. He don't. He don't. And it's sad because they're really nice. They really aesthetically, like, look-wise, they look good together. The problem is, I mean, I think they do look good together. Maybe that's just me. But, and then you got Elijah Wan and you got uh, his wife. And, uh... Oh, the ones that didn't consummate the marriage. Yeah, and it wasn't from his side. It wasn't from her side. Yeah, her side. He, he didn't, didn't want to do nothing. Yeah. And why would you think he wouldn't want to do that? I don't think about it. It's your show. Yeah, but we watch it together. So this. I just like to get the male aspect from it. because I don't know what's up with him. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I can't yeah. tell you. Katina, man. that's her name. Katina. I don't know what his, his decision for that is. I don't know neither because you went the, all the way to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And you was there for most of them nine days. Yeah. I don't You snuggled up with her and all that. Yeah. And you in Puerto Rico. You're a long way from Boston. And you making that decision? That's your choice, Bryce. Hey, I don't know. I just That's think his choice. Yeah, I just think that uh he's afraid of something. And I don't know exactly what it is. Because they're very... He's so outgoing. And she's like... She was down with him like chill. But like he has a mean streak sometimes. He has like a pushy streak. Like when they were exercising, he was being... I was trying to push her. But you act like that all the time, bro. So... You can't say he was sexually frustrated because he didn't want to do nothing. You know what? I think he's the kind of like... I work out. I don't need that. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with? <laughs> that's how he does. That's how he does. 
So then let's switch to Noi and Steve. You gonna leave him with that? And you going on? Yeah, okay, I'm moving on. Sheesh. Because he needs to figure that out. He needs to figure that out. Okay. Um, Noi and Steve. So Noi and Steve are the couple that he he don't got no money. He's not working. He's in between jobs. He don't got no money. That she grew up in a refugee camp. Right. right she did. So money is a big part of her going forward in life. Right. You know what I'm saying? And she wants to have a family, so she wants stability. Yeah. You gotta get some money. Yeah. You keep talking all this follow your dream stuff and all that, bro. You gotta get some money. It don't matter how you get it. He gotta get it. Right. But he, I, I feel like he had good plans to get money. Because he was saying, like, you know, I can always do photography. He can always do all these other things. show her. This is woman. Right? What's day nine? She, she playing. She asked me a question, and then she going to play. You know what it was, man. You know what that lady said. What'd I she do. say? She did say that. What'd fin- she say? She said finances was a big deal to her. She ain't want her children worried about that, right? Exactly. And that's true. I can understand why she would say that. But they was asking him that when they first sat down with him after the wedding. The family? Did they? We talked about this a few episodes ago. Oh, yeah. See what I'm saying? But now it's coming back up because now they left Puerto Rico. And now you on day nine. Now you back in the state. You back up in uh, in Boston. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now you're like, eh. Yes. You're talking about having kids and the family moving forward now, you know. And got past that little honeymoon phase. They sure did. Quick, fast, and hurry. I think. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's just that was bad. So we've already got a couple out of the. Is it I, five? His family was the ones that was killing him in like the second or third episode with the same comments after the wedding. No, before the wedding, when they was asking him when he went on his road trip, remember? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, that's gonna come back up later. Yeah. Well, it came back up later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really think... Yeah, you're right about that. Because the dad... Now that you say that... Yeah. I remember his dad was sitting there. was like, so what do you want to do? And he's like... Like, they was know. concerned. We'll figure it out. I mean... This is before he even walked down the aisle and all that. Right. Well, if you think about it, like he was saying, like, he literally just got off, like, of a whole adventure. Right. And then just goes, oh, I think I'm going to get married. And then he goes and gets married. So, I mean, I'm hoping okay. in that whole time that he thought about what he was going to do when he got back home. He could, he could show up finances that he may already have. Finances, investments, whatever he might already have going. Right. Show her. Mm-hmm. It don't got to be called whatever she does. But, bro, you can show her. That'll shut you up quick. Yeah. Talking that trash and then mess around and get a sneak peek. Right. And then see them commas in there. Then you have to silence down a little bit. That's true. So I guess it would be smart of him to show her, at least show her the finances so that she can have a little bit more peace of mind. Right. About it. Because he had like, you like her. Yeah. And I mean, she, but she put a, so like coming up next week, she put like, I don't think this is going to work on social media. Yeah. That's great. And, and do you think it's because of the insecurity of? He don't know what he want to do, and I don't know. Yo, that's a big work. deal for her. Yeah. Like that's a part of the. Re- it's a trigger. Yeah. She said she grew up. She had two shirts. Mm-hmm. Two. I couldn't imagine nothing like that, bro. Two shirts. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But then I. I mean. She said she lived in a refugee camp. She did. 
Yep, with her two siblings and her mom and dad. Right. So, yeah. it's in her to win mm-hmm. and to thrive. So, she don't want to be stuck not thriving. Nobody want to be stuck doing that. No. You ain't getting up every day to just be broke. Yeah. To be like <laughs> you just went on an adventure. Yeah, and that's kind of exactly what they did, too. Right. They completely did. Um, switching over real quick, what you think about, oh boy, um, Olajuwon, talking about, you know, he wants his woman to cook all the time, and this, that, and the third, and... He has certain expectations. She right. should know how to cook. Right. That's important. Yo, this dog, again, bro. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> fix that. <laughs> but I think that he has, he has expectations, right? And I don't know if he's being realistic. Like the guy who's talking to the therapist, he was telling him that's a, the mindset that he was looking for uh, from was an old perspective. You know what I'm saying? And excuse her, y'all. And that's not just that's not something that is gonna be realistic 100% for how he sees it. So going forward, he has to be kind of flexible. Now he might need to go and get her some cooking lessons and see how that goes. Now if he does that. That'll strengthen her ability to cook and have those meals that he wants to have. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It's day nine, bro. I don't know. She's not just going to go in there and just cook it up all the time. But he was saying that before they got married. He did say that. Because remember, they were sitting before he even went to the altar. He was sitting down at that picnic with his family. But he got to eat. Comment. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You gotta eat. You need to know how to cook, bro. Even for yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to know that. That shouldn't come with a with a gender role like that. You should just know how to cook because you gotta feed yourself. That's Look what everybody just went through and nobody can move around like that. And when everybody had to sit still, if you didn't know how to cook, you jammed up. Hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? So from that perspective, put her in a, in a class. You can go with her. Y'all can cook together, do some couple stuff together, man. There's some things that y'all can learn together. And if you already do it, you can strengthen it and add more recipes to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But him just wanting her to go in there and cook every day, that's not realistic. That's not. Every day? All day? Yeah. What does he do again? He's like in the waste management. Right. So, I I mean, I don't know exactly what he does, but you know they put like mock titles on the not my, but like general titles under what the people. But does do. he cook? He said he'll do it sometimes. It's like they come into those relationships and they have expectations, but if the other person says they have an expectation, then they feel like, well, damn, you came at me. Right. You look like you was just coming at her or she was just coming at him. But nobody never looks at it from the perspective of like, dang, well, let's just talk about it and see what's what. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, voice it, but don't be one sided. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't be one sided. Yeah. So, I wanted to add something else to something that we kind of popped in and watched a little bit. Um, we didn't get to get into it, but I just want to get your opinion on it. Bel Air. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So, Bel Air, for all you guys out there who don't know, um, Bel Air is like, I'm not going to say a spinoff. But it's a drama version of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's serious. It's more drama-filled. It's not comedic all the time. They got some funny spots in it. 
Yeah. Once you watch it, you'll see they did it right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the sitcom 100%. Right. But obviously the foundation's there. Mm-hmm. And the same characters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's some little variations here and there, though, but that's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't lock into, I'm going to do this like exactly. way back in the like, 1900s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's right now, current. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, ma- they did make it very realistic to today's day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it still had the essence of Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. You had all the characters. You had, you know, all the way down to Jeffrey. Like, they had, yeah, that was neat. They had Jeffrey. They had Jazz? Jazz. I don't know about that character, but you know. Jazz? I don't know. I want to see him more. Okay. But the guy... Just keep getting paid to go away. I, don't I mean, well... <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. Back then, what did Jazz do? Oh, he came through and got thrown out. <laughs> got thrown out, got a couple dollars and went on. Yeah, they got Hillary on some different stuff. Hillary, but you know what? I'm glad because Hillary back then would not match up to a Hillary in today's time. Mm. Because even though you got, you know, back then you your parents, they got money, this, that, and the third. I'm glad they made her have her own drive. They got Carlton being a super jerk. Carlton's a jerk and a drug addict. Like a demented, evil little thing. He is. He's a jerk. A drug addict. And a chump. All in one. So that was actually a good series. I can't wait to watch it. That's going to be something. But I think overall, really everybody's doing a good job for what it is today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good for right now. I like that. I, I would say... The music choice. It's a, Yeah. And I think the transition is better even than the Coming to America transition. And I'm not saying to compare the old Coming to America to the new one. I'm saying just to grow it up to present day. I think that they hit... All the minor details. They they did a good job. I don't know who wrote it. I know. Uh, I guess you know Will Smith had something to do with it, but it's dope. I like it. And not not shooting shots at his kids. I'm gonna tell you right now. But I'm glad that they did to Will's kids. I'm glad they didn't use his kids because that would be such a uh, you know. I'm saying it would be such a like cliche to do that but I'm glad that they did mm-hmm. I'm glad that they just kind of re rebranded the, the whole thing and it, it's perfect I hope it continues that way yeah so I want to introduce another uh, segment to our show mm-hmm. so I want to introduce to- TikTok of the week okay so everybody's on TikTok you flipping you could be on TikTok. It feels like for five minutes is actually three hours. So I, we're gonna pick one TikTok clip out of the week and kind of put that out there. So or a TikTok challenge and kind of put it out there. So we're gonna actually pick our favorite. So what would be your favorite TikTok of the week? What? Yeah. This week? Of this week? I uh, would have to be the Zeke challenge. You like the Z challenge? Yeah, uh, you know, they don't really Okay. That's hilarious. It is funny. Everybody's doing it. Yes. It's hilarious. It's very funny. It's like. What's yours? So I'm torn. Between? Because I got two. Oh, Lord, help us. 
between what? So the one is where the guy was doing the exercise thing. <sighs> and so so y'all know the stretch bands, y'all. Like when you step on it and it's like a resistance thing, it has like um, two handles. And then you like pull up for like abdominal strength and all that kind of stuff. Or yeah, it's a, no, not abdominal, but like for your arms. So as you're stretching this thing, so the guy is like doing this workout, but he his foot slides or something, and it pops him right in between his legs. And the noise he makes, the noise he makes when he does it, is so hilarious. I can't even like. I don't have it. I wish I had it. I would play it. No, I don't play it. But what, what was it? It was like a. <laughs> I can't do it. It was like a pop, and then there was a band going up. He was like, oh, and then he like passed gas, and he was hurt. He was wow. hurt, yeah. But that was that's that, our favorite clip of the week, y'all. That was well, that one, and the I think it's the what's it called Jersey Anniversary. I think that's the dopest. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm torn between those two. Look at me picking two already, but I can't help it. Those are the two that stuck in my head the most. This wow. Week. Yeah, y'all gotta go see it. Um, as soon as I get the title of it, I promise you, I'll let you know. But um, that is crazy. Yeah, y'all need to go check it out. It's hilarious. And send us ideas. Send us clips of. Uh, send us clips of the TikToks that y'all watch. Maybe we ain't seen them and we would love to see them. All the funny ones we, uh, you know, we invite with open arms. But the ones that's like, you know, with the violence and all that, we ain't about that. We just like to laugh, have fun, and just, you know. So what was up with your show, Love and Hip Hop? Love and Hip Hop. This week, same stuff. Pull up conversation. Cisco, hey, let me come talk to you about 19. In a good moment, or you know, Erica's mad at Safari. Like, it's just you know, same stuff. Sheesh. It's the same stuff, but I mean, at the end of it, they all came together. They all talked it out, so it was dope. Um, it's just it's it's them in their same element. They laugh, they cry, they fight, repeat that kind of thing. But there was a new show that came on that we started watching. And it was like basically talking about like your African heritage, which I think is actually really cool. Oh, okay. Um, they've and it's kind of like the love and hip hop people. I'm telling you, they like rent those people and just they like rent. I feel like it because they use them in so many different things. But I guess you want to use somebody who's you know live. But it's like you remember like how we used to watch Good Times. I and mean. then, like, they would recycle the people over and over again. Like, they're using the same celebrities. And, I mean, I, I love them all. Like, I like everybody on there. I'm yeah, not hating. Know, but, yo, I'm not hating at all. I'm just saying, like. I'm here drinking Ripple and Muscatel. Like, let's, let's get different people. Wow. I understand they want to get to a bag. I respect it. But it's like, you know, you use rich dollars. Car, uh, Carly Red, you use Yandy, like Mama D. Like I'm not hating on these people at all, but I'm just saying, like, come on. Hey man, look, tune in and watch what you like, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, got any closing remarks? Me? Yeah. Oh, man, I think uh, 
cover everything. I really like verses though. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, yeah, we can't leave yet. We get ready to forget something that we got to talk about right here. Let's get to it. 5150. Okay. 5150 show. We love them. It's great. Shout outs to Darling, Craig Facts, uh, y'all, you know Marcus, and Corey Holcomb. We kind of <laughs> got two, uh, two, set, two episodes actually for this week. Um, one episode we watched where the rapper T.I. is now coming into the comedy world. So, shout out to T.I. Uh, it's great what you're doing. Keep working on it. It's amazing. I also want to shout out his homeboy, K-Dub. K-Dub is funny as life. I haven't seen T.I. personally. I haven't sat down and watched it, but I think cat, it was cat, dope. Cat, 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 I haven't. Cat, All cat, I saw... Cat, all I saw was like a little segment. And what you said? What did I say? What you say? Nah, you right. asked me about homeboy when he was cooking with his yeah. wife and all that and how that was. I didn't see the whole show, so I'm not going to really say the whole too show. much. Yeah, because I only caught a little bit of it. But what you it. say, though? I like T.I. as a rapper. I'm not hating. I just like him as a rapper. Wow. Sometimes you get introduced to people and a certain thing that they do. People won't let you, you get grow, stuck. Man. They won't let you grow, man. But that's not to say that I'm not going to like him when I see a whole show. I just saw a little bitty segment. You don't know funny when you see it? What he said was funny. Okay. I'm not saying it wasn't funny. But he's always done like little comedic roles and stuff. Right. He does good at those. He so, does good at those. Yeah, he does good with roles. the comedic roles. Yeah. But then you say something about his one-liners or something like that? He, he does have one-liners. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of people that made big careers off one-liners. So what was the second? Wow. What was the second thing you were talking about? The second show was with, um, I guess it's like after Valentine's Day. And so Corey like brings this subject up, and I didn't know it was a thing until he said it. Mm-hmm. But it's the side piece day. So the day after Valentine's Day is the side piece day. I didn't know that. And Darlene brought up a good point that we get everything for seventy five percent off. You get the flowers, the candy, everything. So I thought that was a funny side of it. I actually enjoyed it. I think something was going on with Craig Gardner, but he's feeling well because he was getting up a lot. You know, going, <laughs> going different, to the bathroom. But, what in the world? But I'm not, no, and those, there's no hate. I'm just saying, I don't, uh, shout out to him and send my prayers and everything to him, make sure he's all right. Because he kept just, getting up, bro. Yeah, but you know, like how, it wasn't just a regular get up. It was like a, it's a get up when I got to pee. And it's a get up when I'm not feeling good and I gotta keep going to the bathroom. And that's how he was up. That's how he was getting up. Real back to go and talk about somebody going to the bathroom. No, but that's not what it was. I was talking about the side piece day. So I wanna know out She's there. On do that. y'all celebrate a side piece day? Is this a real thing? You should. <laughs> celebrate it. I mean, Embrace I'm just it. Saying, I don't know. I didn't know there was a thing. You're getting loved on the day after the day. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Celebrate it. 
Absolutely. Make the world go around. Nah, don't do it that. It makes the world. You brought it up. Makes the I world just, go I'm around. I'm just saying. I did not know there was a day. Man, but the 5150 show was dope. You didn't know there was a day. Well, I did not know there was a day. You just. All right. I didn't know it was a sign. You just sat here a little while ago and said, you know, people out here got. Uh, what do you say? Secret kids or something like that. That's not a side piece. Yeah, but I didn't know that that person got a day. Well, they got a day to, mm, to have that secret kid, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. Like nah, you said it. I'm you said saying. it. We was rolling. You were yes. the really back if you would talk about yes, that. Because so I, I went back to mention T.I.'s comedy special. And I wanted to so mention. How you throw Tip in there with. The whole well, because the episode that I watched with Tip was the one before Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and then the one that I watched after was or with the Sapi's Day was the after the Valentine's Day. So I wasn't trying to like mix them together. I wasn't trying to say that, even though it was looking like Tip was like, "Please don't talk about this subject or that subject." But oh, it was like real. It was. I mean, it was like fun. I enjoyed it. I. I love the whole show. I like what they bring to the table. Um, that's one of the reasons why I started. I wanted to do podcasts, and I like watching their show. And I mean, so I can't really say too much, but it was dope. Boy, she be on the ropes. I'm not on the ropes. She be on the ropes. How am I on the ropes? I'm just giving my opinion. You, you trying, boy? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Yeah, you are. You know you are. No. Listen, man. Have your side piece. <laughs> That's your peace of mind. <laughs> Keep your peace of mind, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You understand? If that's where your peace of mind come from, ladies, fellas, others, have your peace of mind. So, that's my words. I'm going to leave you with it. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jennifer. And don't find yourself out here being a once a year baller and trying to flex on everybody else. Get you some money every day. It's love. Live. Do what you want. Have you some peace of mind, bro. And this is a Disrespectful Peace of Mind podcast. And once again, Anthony. And I'm Jennifer. And we out. <laughs>